and welcome to Cutting to the Bull in the post the Apocalypse. I'm Ben, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. And today is, is the big one, isn't it? It is. Um, it's the 20th anniversary of the September the 11th attacks, and that's what the next three episodes are going to be about. Today we are going to bring you the, the day as it happened, the, the mainstream story, if you will. Conspiracies are next week. And then, legacy week three. And then the legacy week three. So that's what this is called this week, the, the day of 9-11. So um, first, let's thank some new and returning listeners. I remember this week. Hey. Hey. Niles in Michigan, Hamburg, Germany, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Sindelfingen in Germany, Frankfurt and Maine in Germany. A lot of German listeners this week. Have we been making fun of the Germans? Not enough. Not enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we beat you in the football anyway, fuckers. <laughs> Uh, San Francisco, California, New City, New York, uh, Benton, Arizona, Mangalore in India. Don't we usually have Bangalore in India as well? What if Mangalore was next to it? Bangalore. Bangalore, close enough. Pearly in the United Kingdom, Telford, United Kingdom, Manasquan in New Jersey, New Jersey, Dallas, Texas, Washington, D.C., uh, Madrid, Spain, Boardman, Oregon, Guadalajara, Spain, Portageville, Missouri, and Ashburn, Virginia. Welcome back. To you, your top. How does it feel? I don't know. The USA are always on top. Not after 9-11. Uh, oh. That's it started uh, the decline. <laughs> I think they were pretty in the decline then. Interestingly, you know, before the war on terror, a little side note, do you know the USA had no debt? Didn't it? Nope. Had no debt before um, the war on terror started. What do you mean, no debt? No national debt. I find that hard to believe. Well, Me too. Apparently that was the case. What, and then they just like started like printing up loads and being like, da-ching, 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 you know. Yeah, need more tanks, more guns, more soldiers, more jets, more bombs. More hookers. No, having debt is not a bad thing as a government. It's not like being a normal person. It's totally different economics. Right, okay. Because, obviously, you're a country and you've got a lot more resources than a single person could have. Yeah, because you can just go, oh, well, we're skinned, we'll print, raise some taxes. And you print the money, yeah. Yeah, no, but if you print the money, doesn't it, like, devalue it as well? It cause inflation, yeah. Yeah, but then if you go bankrupt, then everything is reset. Hmm, okay. So it could be good in, in you know, for some. It could be. The thing is, you can't really be in debt to yourself, can you? Exactly. So it's, it's just numbers on a screen at the end of the day. But anyway, we're getting diverted. Yeah. Let's go through the timeline of the day, and if anyone talks about a conspiracy, I will sell me a conspiracy hooter. Oh. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> I'll probably end up talking about a conspiracy myself, so don't worry about it. We might dip a little toe in there somewhere and there. You know, it's a lot to. Sometimes you just can't resist it, can you? Yeah. Some, of, some of the whole the events of the day, you know, uh, a disbelief, you know, aren't they? Mm. Watching it unfold. Absolutely, because this goes like all the way back, though, doesn't it? It didn't just wasn't just two thousand and one. No, should we do some? Contextualising. Yeah. I mean, in 1996 to 2001, federal authorities are aware for years before 9-11 that suspected terrorists with ties to Osama bin Laden, and we'll get to in a second, is, are receiving flight training at the schools at schools in the US and abroad. One convicted terrorist confesses that his planned role in a terror attack was to crash a plane into CIA headquarters. 
How no. well he confesses under what enhanced interrogation? I don't know. I don't know if they were doing that now. That at this point, no, they weren't. Maybe well, they weren't themselves, but they were subcontracting it like we did. Mm-hmm. We used to send people to Libya to get tortured. Yeah. Because we can't do it because you know it's against international law. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's Libya. <laughs> They're not signed up to it, no, so it doesn't matter. So they can do it. So, so if they want to whip you with a hose full of concrete, that's what we used to do. Yeah. So I imagine the Americans did the same. Well, that's why they had Guantanamo Bay, mm. which of course was opened after 9-11, so they could use enhanced interrogation. Cause yeah, it's but Cuba. before then they used to send them to places like Libya. Osama bin Laden, probably the most famous man on the world for the best part of 15 years, the most wanted man in the world for the best yeah. part of 15 years, was the 17th of 52 children. Uh, born to Mohammed bin Laden, who was the head of a huge Saudi construction company and with a close relationship to the Saudi royal family. Came up from a labourer, ended up being a multi-billionaire. He was an immigrant from Yemen? Yeah. I don't think he got enough loves off his mum. <laughs> uh, Osama. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. I mean, bin Laden came to Britain, for God's sake, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. He also banned him. After 9-11. He used to go and watch Arsenal. Uh-huh. Lived in London for a little bit. Huh. And quite, uh, quite rich, very rich, weren't they? Yeah, oh God, yeah. Billionaire. Money, innit? Yeah. And uh, when, obviously, after 9-11 it happened, and we turned out Bin Laden, they were like, oh my God, this guy's an Arsenal fan. They banned him for life from the ground. Uh-huh. Which seems a little bit pointless to me, but I suppose you've got to do these things. Yeah. Now, in 1979, the Soviets invade Afghanistan. Right? Just for the lols. No reason. Yeah, resources. Because yeah. they can. Because they they're bigger. He began to travel there and raise funds for the Mujahideen fighters. The Mujahideen would later go on to be the Taliban, ISIS, whatever you want to mm. call them, really. Can I just say that Afghanistan is a very important regional place, isn't it? Yes, it kind Strategic of. Strategic place. It kind of sits between you sort of. Um, Russia and India. And you've got China bordering it too. Yeah, so it's that's quite probably one. It's quite central. Yeah. yeah, a lot of money from for oil pipelines he made going through Afghanistan. Rare earth metals, a lot of opium. A lot of nickel. 80% of the world's opium. 80%. Yeah. That's pretty much what the Taliban's economy was based on. Was it? Even though they didn't want it to be originally. They were like, no, we don't agree with this. And the farmers are like, if we don't grow heroin, we're all going to starve. And they went, grow the heroin. And then the US <laughs> soldiers were guarding the poppy fields, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Later on. To be fair to the Mujahideen against the Soviets, they made them withdraw in 1989. They fought them. It was like basically the Russian Afghanistan, Russian Vietnam. You know, they got their asses kicked by a native indigenous guerrilla force. But the Afghans. Afghanistan's called the graveyard of empires for a reason. Uh-huh. Even the British Empire in the 1800s. Yeah, even we tried to invade it and got routed. Had to find a fighting retreat back out of the country. And at the time, we no one superpower, no one could touch us. Yeah. What um, went wrong then? Well, it's just a very it's a place it's the it's the geographic the terrain. The, yeah, the terrain. Yeah. Really hard. Isn't it? Yeah. They say it's easy to get in, but hard hard to get out. They mountainous. All the roads in are through mountain passes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but he's he goes to bit he goes to Afghanistan to help because they call it a jihad, a holy war. Right. He stays there for a decade and he fights, but he doesn't do a lot of fighting. But he fights. 
he was but well, he's he's the money man. Goes there, he takes construction equipment, he helps the Muslim guerrilla forces build shelters, tunnels, roads. And he gives them money. And he gets all these people on a list and he calls it Al Qaeda. It literally translates to the base, i.e. the database. Database, yeah. All these guys who are shit up at killing people. They're experienced guerrilla soldiers who are fanatical. Yeah. When I found out it was, it was translated to database, I just assumed that it was our forces that had created this database, but you're saying it's like Bin Laden that called it the database. Yeah, right. Al, Al, yeah so Al-Qaeda literally translates to the base. Right, yeah. So he goes back to Saudi Arabia in 1990, and he's like 89, 90, and he's like, He's fetid as a hero. Oh, this guy's fucking ace. Look at him. He went, he went off and fought in a holy war. He can beat the Rus- evil Russians, the godless communists out of Afghanistan. And then he like they realise that he's probably been really, really radicalised while he was there and they don't like that in Saudi Arabia. They, they love being they, they're well into their Islam, but... Oh, they train them? Saudi Some of them. train the fucking jihadists. Right. Yeah. So and they funded they funded Al Qaeda because they want to create instability around the region so they can gain from it. Well, this is true because they can't if there's instability in the region. Number one, they can buy loads of stuff from America and become even more chummy with them. Mm-hmm. And number two, they can sell their own. Yeah, there's no one else is drilling. Only the Saudis. Yeah, because they're the only ones that can afford to, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. His problem is, Bin Laden's problem, he is so pissed off in 1990 when the, Ameri- the Saudi, Saudi government and king basically invite 400,000 American troops onto the holy soil of Saudi Arabia. Remember, Mecca and Medina are in Saudi Arabia, two of the most holy sites in Islam, yeah. and it's being defiled by these, these heathens. He's fuming about it. He goes, I've got all these Mujahideen soldiers. They could have protected Saudi Arabia, plus the army. Why are you inviting these infidels onto foreign to, onto our soil to do it? He's pissed off and he leaves. Mm-hmm. He goes to Yemen, and eventually, uh, well, we'll get to it in a second. But he just get kicked out of Yemen for being yeah, he does in 1996. In 1993, they decided they're going to attack the World Trade Center for the first time. They bomb it. They drive a truck underneath, put it with explosives, try and bring down the central one of the central columns. Doesn't work. It does damage, just casualties, but it just doesn't work. That's in the basement? That's in the basement, the basement yeah. car park. Yeah. In 1994, he, starts, he gets sort of noticed a lot more because he's committing these attacks. He's not just going after the World Trade Center. He's bombing US uh, embassies, two on the same day. In, that's in 1998. In 1994, he gets his assets suspended in Saudi Arabia and... He's stripped of his citizenship. And who did that? The Afghan government? No, the Saudis. The Saudis, right. They're like, no, they're like, he's too much of a bad boy. Yeah, you got him, well, you know, freezing your assets. Could mm-hmm. he ever get them back if he'd have cleaned up his ways? Or? Maybe. They're very anti-American, but the Saudis like America, don't they? Yeah. They sell them weapons and they fight their wars for them. Yeah. Yep. So, 1998, he funds the bombing of US embassies in Nairobi, Kenya, and Dar el Salim in Tanzania. And in 2000, Al-Qaeda bombed the USS Cole, which is a, was, at the time, a top-of-the-line frigate. It was, like, their latest destroyer thing. Right. And, bait and two goats on a speedboat suicide-bombed it. 
Two goats. Two blokes. <laughs> Maybe Suicide goats. goats. Suicide. No, I was. I just loved their goats too much. Mm. Um, we didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't hear about any of these. Did, did we? I don't know. Maybe I wasn't into the news. Like no, no, I was very ignorant. 16 and 18, but yeah, back in 2001. Yeah, it's very ignorant and naive. Yeah, so, so it might it, have been on the news. It might have been. It probably, I, I seem to recall the USS Cole getting bombed because I had a bit more than I was. I think I was in 2000. No, I wouldn't. But I had quite an interest in the in the military. And there was a bit of a shock when that happened because it's like, oh, this is the latest destroyer in the USS Navy. It's brand new, and then it goes to Yemen and gets take gets severely damaged by. Two blokes in a suicide speedboat. Yeah. Seen as a bit of a humiliation. First yeah, time, it is, isn't it? first time I heard of anything about Al Qaeda was 9 11. Yeah, me too. I've read about it in an Andy McNabb book. Uh-huh. It was a, fi- a fiction book. Uh, fiction, yeah. It was Randy a story. McNabb. Randy McNabb. <laughs> the former SAS guy who was part of the Bravo 20 mission. He had a little bit of a career as a writer and I had a few of his books and he mentions Bin Laden in that. Uh-huh. And Clinton had the chance to take Bin Laden out in 96 and he never did. Yeah. You didn't wonder why. Didn't want to create a fuss. But we're going to the conspiracies next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bin Laden, in his quote, him says that the United States is unjust, criminal, and tyrannical. Mm, He's got a point. Yeah. (laughs) They're basically like the world police, and they just invade countries for their resources. Well, we're like little US wannabes. Yeah. Let's police the world. Yes. Yes, sadly, that's the way it's ended up. He says that the US today, as a result of the arrogant atmosphere, has set a double standard, calling whoever goes against its injustice a terrorist. It wants to occupy our countries, steal our resources, and impose on us agents to rule us. (laughs) He's not wrong, is he? No. He's not wrong. I don't agree with violence and terrorist attacks, but to say that the Americans aren't terrorists either is just hypocritical. Yeah, and you haven't got a point. I mean, they've been setting up that noose around China and Russia for a long time, and they're getting bases in the Middle East to protect the oil, which was... Wasn't it the oil... In, the Saudi Arabia, defense of Saudi Arabia was actually a higher priority for the US than the defense of the US mainland, because that's where a lot of their oil was coming from, and they couldn't... They, they run out of oil, they're fucked. That fell, yeah. the yeah. US would fall anyway. Plus so all the billions that Saudi Arabia have invested in America... If they withdraw all that, America's economy just collapses. And which is it? Is it something like 8%? It is something like that. It's massive. They own, the Saudis own about 8%, or did own about 8% of the American economy. And the US, they've all got their guns anyway, so if, if you know, looking after the mainland, every, you know, if, if anyone was going to invade, they're all going to just go, you know, and run out, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, it's how likely is it someone's going to attack the American mainland exactly. in a conventional invasion? No. The Russians aren't going to come swarming across the Pacific, are they? Well, that's, the, that's always been the thing. Very Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they've always been so afraid of the Americans because they've been propagandised to believe that way, but they're on a fucking... They're on a continent to complete away from all this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're going about Iraq with weapons of mass destruction. They can't reach America. No, they but... Saudi Arabia, though. Do you know... Well, yeah, but do you remember the Sun uh, front page just before the Iraq war... Which is saying that Saddam could hit Europe in 45 minutes with some missile. He never had that capability. It was just blatant, lies. blatant lies. lies. The day democracy died in this country, actually, that, that march. A million people can march in London saying no to war and we still win. We've never had true democracy. To have true democracy, you need an informed public. 
I'd argue we were more informed in the late 90s, early 2000s than we are now. Only because the internet. Come about 93, 94, you know. I'd say probably more. Nah, there's too much misinformation about nowadays. It's the fifth horseman of the apocalypse, that is. Mm. There is that. Right, so Bin Laden skinned. He's not skinned because he's still getting loads of donations. Right, okay. He's just but got his different. America have still got many enemies, haven't they? Yeah. No the, short funding. The thing is, he's getting donations because everyone thinks he's this fucking great guy. Yeah. Across the Muslim world, they're like, oh, this guy fucking funded the talent, the, the Mujahideen to take on the Russians. You, you... Not across the Muslim world, across the Muslim extremists. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, there's a lot of peaceful Muslims that don't agree with him. Well, there's a, there's a billion Muslims in the world. If they're all violent, we'd all be dead right yeah. now. It, it, it's, it's extremists. And the same as you get extremists in any view, don't you? Yep. There's radical Christians. There's probably there's radical Buddhists. You know, it's, it's just sadly that the, the Islamic fundamentalists are more... Um, Oppressive? Gung-ho. There's not many societies where you can say to someone, strap this vest on and go and blow yourself up. I don't think they do it lightly, though, do they? No, but it's always a weapon in their arsenal. Yeah, but if, you know, a drone strike has just killed your family at a wedding, yeah. you know, and you've got nothing left, and you can understand why, can't you? Well, if it's, a, you know, some sort of holy war as well, you're doing it for Allah, no? Of course, yeah, it's a, it's a jihad, isn't it? Yeah. A brainwash just... Like everybody else, they'll go to um, yeah. heaven, won't they? Yeah, get your seventy-two virgins. Yeah, but if I'm saying if he doesn't, if you don't drone strike that wedding, maybe we don't create that terrorist yeah. that blows himself up. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, it is worth pointing out as well that Bin Laden was a really skilled orator. That's how he got these guys on his side because he's this—he's a very tall guy, but he's quite frail. Yeah. He's he's lanky. He's not built. He's tall and thin and frail, and he's. But he's a great orator, and he's got thousands of militant followers worldwide at this point, in 2000. This is the guy that basically ushered in the modern era of terror. I mean, there's always been terrorism. I mean, we don't remember the 60s and 70s were ripe, rife with airline hijackings, and every country had a, a terrorist organisation. We had the IRA, the Germans had the Baden-Meinhof gang. There was Red Front in, in Spain, Red Brigade, sorry, in Spain. I remember the Lockerbie bombing. That was Palestinians, allegedly Palestinians. It was rife, I mean, but it was, they had the end. Libyans? Uh, sorry, Libyans. Then you had the, the, um, the Entebbe hijacking, where they, the, that was, they hijacked Jewish airlines, flew them to Uganda, and the Israelis mounted this rescue mission where they disguised their. They went out in a limo used by Idi Amin and Condor, the African guards, or the Ugandan soldiers, into thinking the president would come and then they opened fire on him. That'll be an episode one day, that's fucking badass. It's one of the best rescue missions ever. Alright, let's move on to the day, then I think. 19 hijackers, 15. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mainstream story says yes. 19 hijackers, 15 Saudis. Two from the United Arab Emirates, one Lebanese, one Egyptian. Now, if you notice, there is not one Iraqi in there or Afghanistani. No. Because these guys are a multinational terrorist force. Oh, yeah. They're diverse. A mm. um, guy called Mohammed Atta is the, the de facto leader of this. He personally met with Bin Laden and Bin Laden kind of gave him his blessing. So, yeah, you'll be the one to, to carry this out. 
So it was the brainchild of Bin Laden or the or just the group in general or There'd always been this thing that this they were gonna do this. Mm -hmm. This was considered a massive fear that you'd get these suicide bombers who would hijack planes and turn those planes into missiles. It's always a big fear. When 19, so when like uh, so three, five of these guys go through pilot training, six of these guys go through pilot training, and they're just like, hey, we'd really, we're a bunch of like-minded young men studying in Germany, and uh, that's where a lot of them were. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd, uh, we, we don't want to be airline pilots. Can we come and train at your school in Florida? And they were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Nothing unusual about these guys just all of a sudden deciding they want to be airline pilots with no fucking past experience in that field whatsoever. They were bollocks as well, though, weren't they? The one who did the Pentagon attack, yes, apparently he was terrible. The rest could basically fly and that was kind of it. Mm. That's why they waited until takeoff. We'll get to that. We'll start that now. 5.45am, the hijackers pass through security in Portland, Maine and board a flight to Boston. It's the first one where they connect to American Airlines Flight 11. Ironically, at 6am, polling stations opened in New York because it was a primary election day. There's so a... do you think that was a part of the plan as well? Well, I don't know. They probably wouldn't have known about that, would they? Maybe. I don't know. Probably not, to be fair. But maybe someone did. There's 7.59, Flight 11 takes off from Boston for Los Angeles. 11 crew members and 76 passengers with five hijackers are on board. 8.15 a.m. flight 175 takes off from Boston uh, that is a United American Airlines flight sorry United Airlines flight 175 mm -hmm. takes off from Boston for Los Angeles nine nine crew members 51 passengers and five hijackers. 8.19 a.m. Flight 11 crew members alert ground personnel that a hijacking is underway. That's done by phone. Okay. And the stewardesses basically calls the reception desk because <laughs> it's the only one she can get through to. Oh, shit. Shortly before, one hijacker has stabbed a passenger, a guy called Daniel Lewin, who apparently was part of a Israeli counter-terrorism unit. Interesting. Okay. It certainly raises my eyebrows, but... Mm. Maybe he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or maybe he tried to take him out. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. think so. Well, officials speculate that Lewin may have tried to stop the hijackers, and therefore was their first victim. Yeah. Well, wasn't there also um, other people that supposedly made phone calls from the flight as well? Yes, uh, one woman rang her husband. He's, he was the head of the Justice Department in America. What was, like, the mobile phone capacity on on planes at that point? Well, see, this confuses me, because they always tell you to turn your phone off, don't they, yeah, when you're on a plane? they put it into flight mode, don't they? Yeah, so but... You can interrupt with... Well, I think yeah. if there's a hijacking, then you're going <laughs> to... That's a, yeah. that, you know... So yeah, you're going to take the risk, aren't you? But yeah. what I'm going to say is, could people make calls from planes to the land in 2001? I mean... You can't even, I've been on planes. We all have mobile phones by now. You can't get any, sure. they always say it's Wi-Fi, you try and get it, there's never any fucking reception. You've probably got a sat phone at the back of the plane, I'd imagine. Satellite phone. I don't know, last time I was on... Well, obviously, because the... The stewardess. Norwegian yeah. Air, it said it had a Wi-Fi. Mm. I couldn't fucking get a signal all the time. Well, it was Norwegian <laughs> Air, what'd you expect? Mm. You were probably sat in, like, cattle class as well. <laughs> Ryanair, they don't even make that pretense, they just shove you in. Yeah. 
Right, yep. so I'll go for this yep. one. So at 8.20 a.m., American Airlines Flight 77 en route to Los Angeles takes off from Washington, D.C., with six crew members, 53 passengers, and five hijackers. And that's the one that was going for the Pentagon. Right, so they've all got a very, you know, very small amount of people on. Do they just do that over the top of America all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. Remember, at this point, getting on a plane in America is like getting on a bus. Right. There's no security checks. You just stroll on with your luggage. Or your hand Internal luggage. flights. Internal flights. Obviously, external flights, all this... Things are in all the security protocols are in place, but an internal flights, like get on a bus. Mm. Yeah, so at 8:24 a.m., attempting to communicate with the passengers, the hijacker contacts air traffic control, unwittingly alerting the controllers to the attack. Yeah, have you guys heard that? Yeah, he says, like, everyone sit down, um, there's a bomb, this is a hijacking. Yeah, we're going back to the airport, yeah. he says. Like, and, it's just like, hmm. And then this voice comes over and he's like, hey, are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> he's like, hey, remember when you really fucked it up? <laughs> so at 8.37, Boston Air Traffic Control alerts the military. Why is uh, it taking them 13 minutes? There's Even, different accounts of this yeah. as well, isn't there? There's a lot of different accounts between NORAD saying that they were... They were informed and not informed, and oh, you know, there's, there's a discrepancy of like 20 minutes nearly. Yeah, it is about, I've heard 20 minutes as well. Yeah. So there is some discrepancy, but they said there's a pair of pilots who could have actually been in New York before these planes got there, F 15 pilots, but they were just told to stand by. Yeah. And that was it. They could have been there seven minutes before the planes got there. And of course, there was a military exercise going on as well, wasn't there? Yes, which makes this even more odd, but again, that is for next week. Well, air traffic control have got like three protocols that they sort of signal, you know, so if they can't see your signal on the little beepy screen on there. Yes, you get the IFF transponder, transponder. which is identify friend or foe. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can't, if you can't see them or you've gone slightly off course, so they've got these three protocols, and if you don't hit all three of them, it, it sets off another chain of events that you start alerting national security. Mm -hmm. And that day, all these planes set off all these events. In the official story, they try and blame it on the air traffic controllers not telling NORAD, but mm -hmm. they did tell them, and that's where but NORAD said, oh, they didn't tell us for another 20 minutes. I think they were just shitting themselves at NORAD. I think that's a probability. Or they've been told, <laughs> maybe they've been told to stand down. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting because 13 to 20 minutes, I mean, I suppose at the time would literally fly by, wouldn't it? No pun intended. Yeah. I mean, your mind's racing, you're trying to get through to people, you can't get through to people because it's 8.37 in the morning and no one's in the office probably or they're on break or I don't know, someone's just not picking up the damn phone. They do breaks at normal. Right. You can have somebody like 24-7, yeah. aren't you? You know, this is a military, yeah. military Yeah, shit. but seeing the Cold War's over, everyone, right. everyone's a bit lax now, aren't they? They just, like, kick back a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it is. <coughs> well, the, the, the air stewardess couldn't get through to her mate. She had to ring the bookings desk, get through that way. She only, well, only why didn't she just call 911 from the, the, the plane? That's a very good question. I'm not sure I've gone for the whole booking desk number over 911. <laughs> Unless she's just got a button that just goes straight through. And Possibly. It, you know. So, 837 Boston Air Traffic Control 
Um, alerts the military, Air National Guard um, jets in Massachusetts are mobilised to follow Flight 11. Oh, it's just worth pointing out the transponder thing. They probably wouldn't have known, the hijackers probably wouldn't have known the trans where that button was because they'd never flown anything like this. They'd never flown the boat. Yeah, so they wouldn't be able to turn it off. But there's every chance they could have just stuck the blade to the pilots though and said, which button is it? Yeah. He's not going to give that up. He would. Give, yeah. us, give us a thing or we'll kill you. You're the captain of the ship. You're going to fucking go down with it. You wouldn't give that over. No chance, no chance. I don't know, man. No, if someone's got a knife to your throat, you've got the. You've got to think about the. the Maybe they've already the killed the co-pilot, and you're like, you're next to right. tell us what this is. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're going to do when you're shitting yourself. Yeah. But I should imagine in some sort of captain manual or whatever that they give you at flight school is don't ever hand that over. Go down with your shit, motherfucker. Mm. I don't think it is. I don't think go down with your shit, motherfucker is literal words of the it text. Is, it is. <laughs> I've got. I wouldn't be giving that over. I don't. I don't know, but I say I wouldn't. Well, what are the consequences if you do? They turn it off. You might live. You don't know they're going to fly this thing in. You're just a pilot. You're not. Mm. A, you're not one of the CIA defense staff who's been yeah. analysing this th thing as a threat. You just think it's a hijacking. You've heard about this. You've probably got colleagues who've been hijacked, and they probably just said, "Do as they say." You're the only one that can fly the plane. They don't know these guys can fly planes. That's the point. Yeah. Do they? It's just going to be really fucking scary for the pilots, let's put it. Yeah. You know, yeah. For anybody, anybody on, on, on that plane at that time. Because yeah. they're the only ones that really know what's going on. Everyone else below is just scrambling with very little information they've yeah. got. And remember that they're like, people say, oh, they turned it off. Why wasn't that unusual? Because they get turned off all the time, especially when they've landed at an airport. You can't have your transponder on when you're parked up on the tarmac. It screws with everything. Right. But yeah, if your transponder goes off, that's one of the things that sets mm. this protocol off. But even then, they're like, oh, well, it disappeared off radar as well, didn't it? Because it went, yeah. went, obviously went off course, so they're like, well, where the fuck's it gone? But America's got the largest air defence network in the world, so why can't some... Why is there nothing tracking this thing? I heard there was like a dozen planes or something left because they're all up in Alaska doing fucking exercises. Well... I don't know how true that is. Right, OK. i have to look at that next week. Yes. So at 8.42, San Francisco-bound United Airlines flight to... No uh, 93 takes off at Newark following a delay. Seven crew members, 33 passengers, and four hijackers. The fact that we're now at 8:42, and what time did they call NORAD? Five minutes earlier. Five minutes. Okay, that, that news hasn't got out then. That's they're still working up the channels. They don't think this could be a hijacking. Could be a transponder malfunction. Could be. Still, this is one of the most security. You know. But they know because that, that hijacker unwittingly told them. Yeah. Well, he sent a random, he accidentally sent a random sentence to the air traffic controller. Are you talking to me? And then he didn't say anything else. They probably just went, oh, okay. No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to see it. I'm just going to the toilet, leave my post <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. Well, but that was probably the trigger as well, wasn't it? But it's like, still nothing was done about it. Well, I've been reading some stuff today about how. NORAD or the nearest plane would only take seven minutes to get there. Yeah. So could have intercepted. They could have just because nine minutes later it hit the yeah. North Tower. So they had nine minutes. So yeah. So at um, eight forty-six, flight eleven crashes. Because jets have been scrambled, now, haven't they? Yeah. 
It's too late. But it's too late because it's like took him five minutes to get off the ground, isn't it? Because it's gonna, you know, you gotta tell that man get that man out of bed, possibly, or you, you know what get I mean? him out of bed. <laughs> no, they were sitting in the cockpit, just going, oh, "I think it's gonna be us. We're gonna have a rough one today," you know. They? They'd be sat next to the plane, probably. Would they? I'd have thought so. If they're on standby, they'd have been sat fairly close to the planes. So you they'd be in the mess or something. They might think, be, but they get like the call handler. They're just waiting. Yeah, they're waiting. It's like it's like the old scramble before the Battle of Britain, isn't it? Everyone's everyone that's sat on the side of the runway. But this is just a normal day. No, no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, for all we know, these guys could be in the mess all. He could, they could be yeah. in a briefing. They could be in a daily briefing. Like bunk, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at eight forty-six, flight eleven crashes into the ninety-third floor of the North Tower. Ninety-three through ninety-nine. Through 99 sorry, ninety-three through ninety-nine. And if you're on floor one hundred and two, one hundred and three, one hundred and five, it's gonna look pretty fucking scary. I mean, this is the whole building swayed. Mm. Just went so many feet, came back. Yeah. I mean, you got that noise, that roar of the jet engine. You, I mean. God, I mean, how many decibels? Because they were, you know, they were screaming those engines. They've been flying it as fast as they can because the guys on board, they don't know if the game is up. They don't know if there's US, they don't know if there's fighter planes en route. Mm-hmm. Do they? No. So, well, can, there's that fireman training video, isn't there, that shows the first plane hitting? Yeah. It's the only footage and of that. The sort of. He's doing, doing a drain inspection. Talking, yeah. And you just hear this, the engines just come past. One guy goes, what was that? And then they just sort of like. Just think it's nothing. Just carry on, and then like the guy looks up in the camera, you just see the plane smash into the side. Yeah. Hits it dead on. Yeah. Smack on. So much footage, isn't there? You know, you could trawl through it for a good couple of days, couldn't you? Yeah, that 102 minutes of changed America is a. Yeah, that's all the phone footage. That's well worth watching. Yeah. yeah but didn't have that fireman one in it. I saw it did. something else. It did. Did it? Yeah, I'm sure it did. Now remember that these things are loaded with about ten thousand pounds of aviation fuel. Mm-hmm. The first plane that hit, they found the body, some of the bodies at ground level, still strapped into the seats. Is that up to that that much aviation fuel? Because remember, you do it to how many passengers you've got and your weight on your, you know, what's it? Yeah, on? and but, yeah, but it was a short flight as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, not it still, have, it's not gonna be full capacity. It was nearly full capacity, or certainly full for the flight. They would have you. Mm-hmm. The route they would have got the gone, mm-hmm. and but because they had a shorter flight, they had more fuel. Right. Okay. I don't know that it was full capacity. I think it was about half, wasn't it? I'm, I'm not sure. The planes, yeah. the, the passengers, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the, oh, the fuel. Oh, I know. Tanks. You know, you uh, put so much fuel. Cause I know it was estimated to be about ten thousand pounds of fuel okay. was in the plane for the first one, and a fireball literally travelled down the elevator shaft and it burned, killed like 18 people, burnt, horribly burnt 18 odd people and killed a few down on the way down. It came out of the ground floor. There's this fireball burning jet fire, jet fuel. Oh, okay. All the aluminium that the plane is made of is, is burning. It's, the sprinklers aren't doing much good because burning aluminium doesn't really do well with water. Mm-hmm. In fact, it can make it burn hotter. Can it? Yeah, it can. Melt, molten aluminium can react with water. But we'll get into that next week. Got a man on the 84th floor that said he was ankle deep in water as the sprinkler systems were just, mm. you know. So they were, they were, they were sort of working from they were putting the, the conven- words, weren't they? You know? Conventional fire, yeah. Mm. They were fine, I remember, a lot of paper in these buildings. Yeah. 
as we said off air, we didn't have clouds. We had servers and, and maybe a company hard drive. Yeah, we were transitioning, wasn't we? Yeah. Digital storage, wasn't we? That's it. But you think that the footage, oh, it's not HD, is it? It's, it looks so shit mm. looking back at it. Yeah. The camcorder footage, the phone footage, even the news footage, it's like, my God, this looks awful. It was the infancy, wasn't it? Of, yeah. Of the people's little smartphones and stuff, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You think, all right, so where, so the first plane's hit, all right, flight 11. So where were you guys when you? Uh, I was just, at work. You know. It was one o'clock in the UK-ish, I think. It was just about half past one. Yeah. 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 About half past one, just after. I'd just come back from break, mm -hmm. and it put it when the quarter to two news came on. Uh -huh. Ish. I was there working away, and the news came on, and I listened, and it was like a plane is at the the um, North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York, and we don't know if it's an accident or not. Mm -hmm. Please, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated as, as more happens. And it was just like I turned around to my friend and said, "Fucking, how'd you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah." I said, do you think that was an accident or not? I said, planes can't do that nowadays, can they? I mean, just go plow into a skyscraper, that doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, I don't know. Never give much more thought after that. It's like, oh, we'll just wait and see what happens. I mean, because I mean, I'd heard that uh, in 1940, a B-25 bomber crashed into the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. I mean, all right, they weren't built, uh, it wasn't going the same speed as these things are going. That first jet was doing 500 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, it's it's and it was made wasn't made even for that. It was made of fucking thin metal. You know, so it does happen. Things do happen by accident, don't they? But obviously, as we'll find out, it wasn't. So, what about you, Claire? Where were where were you? I was uh, just going on my break at McDonald's when I was hmm. working there. It had just been like the lunchtime, and then they, you know, you get your break after lunch, and I was sat downstairs eating my fries. You know, just what the fuck? People were coming on their break and. People kept on like you know coming downstairs because other people were going back off their breaks, telling a couple of people on the mm. shop floor, and then they were just coming down. Everyone was just just like the people in in New York looking up at the sky. We were all just like ah, oh, glued to television, gawping at the TV. Yeah, was there a TV in the break room? Yeah, yeah, we were all just gawping at the TV, just going what the fuck, you know. I suppose the rumors all you know, we didn't have phones like we've got now, where we could just go oh something's happened in New York. Mm. Within two minutes, that footage would be on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, mm. you'd be able to see. Didn't have that. It was the news then. Yeah, it was just on the news, and I remember coming back off my break, and then the second one hit. Yeah. Well, and I was just like, "That's got to be." You know, I turned mm. around and said, "It's got to be terrorism, isn't it?" Two. In you know, what's the probability? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Mike? I was just at home. I was with my mate Al. Yeah. My friend Al and we were what, we were just having a smoke, I think, just listening to some music. At one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just woke up. Yeah. That's it. Your mum knocked on the door and said, "Put the TV on." I was like, "Why?" She said, "Just put it on," and I did. And it was just obviously the, the the smoking tower, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Obviously, I knew nothing about Al Qaeda. To me, terrorism was just something that just. Happened off in a faraway land. At well, yeah, I'll remember. Well, terrorism, yeah. the word got big then, didn't it, after this? Yeah. Before, yeah. it was just like, terrorism, terrorism. Yeah, but not, then it's like, fucking terrorism! <laughs> We've got to fight terror! That's it. It just went really big, really quick, didn't it? Yeah, it was just mental, wasn't it, watching mm -hmm. it, and then seeing the second one go in, and it's like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, the second one was the more most recorded one, wasn't it? Because at that point, everyone was everyone filming. Yeah. Up, you know. Because the first one happened so quickly, but the second one hit, and I, I remember thinking, "This is it, man! It's fucking World War Three here." That was my first thing. It's World War Three. I'm gonna get fucking drafted. Mm. That was great. Fucking wonderful. You know, I was a little bit scared because it's like, what the fuck's the future all down? Because this is just literally the entire world has been turned upside down and this did change everything. Didn't it? It changed our world. It changed our it changed yeah. our lives. It changed the world. Well, me and Mike were saying we felt a bit angry, didn't we? Sort of like Yeah. I could I could mm-hmm. you know, anybody do this. Cause it was quick pretty quick off the mark for somebody for one of the news channels to suggest terrorism, wasn't it? Well, I think that was the only thing it could have been at yeah. that point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, when, when they both, you know, when, when the second one went in, that was yeah. it. Yeah, had to be. Yeah. Yeah, it was just mental, and then, yeah, and then they were talking about trying to find out who's responsible, and obviously, Bin Laden's name came up later. Yeah, but originally they seemed. Oh, hang on, it's a bit conspiracy. He, they wouldn't claim responsibility. They didn't. They weren't vocal about it. It took a few days. Mm. Yeah, I went about in the preceding yeah. days, like... Oh, well, his name was immediately like, oh, this is probably the work of terrorist mastermind yeah. Osama Bin Laden, who's... And then they were, like, announced they're going into Afghanistan, weren't they? Yeah. And I was, and, and me, I was, even back then, I was still, you know, a bit of a pacifist. And even I agreed with them, they've got to go in there, they've got to do something, they've got to find, you know, justice for the people that have died, they've got to find out and the person that did it held him responsible. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, everyone was crying out for revenge. Yeah. I don't think anybody in the world sort of thought, well, you know, you can't go into Afghanistan. Everyone was sort of on board, weren't they? I mean, targeting servicemen and and military hardware like the USS Cole and, and as tough as it sounds, they're kind of legitimate targets, aren't they? They're a projection of that country's power in person. They're wearing that uniform of that country. They're there to carry out that country's wishes, aren't they abroad? So if you have a terror attack abroad, like, then that's you're, it's, it's a legitimate target in a way, you're attacking that country's military. You're attacking that country, aren't you? But, you're killing but, civilians. It's but when you're killing civilians yeah. on this scale, yeah. with this, like, I mean, I thought it was like a fucking action movie. It's, it's still watching it now. Mm-hmm. It, I still can't quite believe that it's... like a disaster film, doesn't That it? it's not... It's real in a way. I know, it's horrific. One shot that sticks in my mind is when someone's got a camera looking down the street and they're all running towards the person with the camera and there's that big cloud. Looks like oh, something um, off, you know, Independence Day yeah. or, you know, um, what's that one where the big wave comes along and... Oh, just, um, yeah, just Day After Tomorrow. Day After... That's what it, you know, it's got... It's reminiscent of that, isn't it? It is. I mean, we'll get to that when they, when they fall. Um, it did bring back a lot. I mean, I have a fucking... Bad dream about it. I can. I watched, you know, far too much footage of this this week. This week, <laughs> and it's just like fuck. Yeah. Right? Every Four time, bastards jumping out there, fucking. Oh, the there. jumpers, yeah. yeah um, that, the that, that, um, the, the documentary. Fall, yeah, the falling man. Because yeah. the photo captured him perfectly, almost in this sort of zen-like pose, with one knee raised and his arms by his side, and he was going straight down. But in reality, that. That was just that photo. Have you, have you, have you seen the footage? Because yeah. he's fucking waving his arms and legs, he's screaming like a fucking shop, isn't yeah. I've never seen that documentary. Haven't you? Channel Four, mm. really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Because um, no one really wants to take him. No one really wants to say that it's 
their family member. No mm-hmm. one wants to say, it, oh, we, we think it could be, uh, because they don't want to admit that he committed suicide in, in, in essence. I think that guy... What to his That guy who did the, the Zen, the Falling Man, mm-hmm. I think he was related to one of the guys in uh, the YMCA, the village people. Was he? Yeah. I think so. Who really weirdly, a couple of days before, had just received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Never. Right then, so at 8.50, Bush is notified. He's sitting with some sixth graders in a school. In Florida. In Florida. Reading uh, My Pet Goat. That's it. And he just sits there, doesn't he? What's the, what's the goat representative of? Well, it's satanic, isn't it? Of course. Ritualistic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Coming soon, the occult conspiracy. So, supposedly, he sits. Well, there's there's video footage of him sitting there for I don't know. He gets told. Ten minutes, isn't it? And the look on his face, I think, is like, "Who screwed me?" Fucking Cheney. No, because his advisors assume it's a tragic accident at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think he's justified in sitting there because it's they're going, "It's an accident. We'll we'll call you in." I don't know, fifteen. Yeah. Sit this out. What can you do? You can't do anything, so you just like, Chain is in charge, he can deal with this, I'll just carry on with this, you know, and then I'll go minutes, make... ten minutes left of whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Rather than... what It's going to cause panic, isn't it? He gets a... There's a... Plays at the tower! Plays at the tower! Runs out, <laughs> kids are going to be screaming and... Get out of here, kids, you're all going to die! <laughs> I think he could have discreetly just maybe you should have gone and checked it out. The first one I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame him too much. But once he gets on a second one, he's got to do something. Well, surely he should have been just fucking escorted out for his own safety. I mean, okay, the who publicised is the president's visit to this Florida school? I don't know. Could but it's really unlikely they're gonna fly a plane into a very small school in Florida, isn't it? You know, you want the big targets. I mean, Flight 93, which we'll get to in a bit, was supposed to be the Senate, wasn't it? The um, House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. 8.55. Is your idea like? Yeah, the South Tower is declared secure. And um, a documentary I've just watched about um, with somebody recalling he was on the 105th floor um, of the second tower. He says 15 minutes after the first plane crashed... Uh, people in the other tower were watching from their desks and just lining up at the windows, almost, you, you know, like the meme, eating fucking popcorn. I would have the fuck out. I'd yeah, have, as soon I'd as that happened, I'd have been out. I'd have been out straight away, no no doubt about it. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not staying here. I wouldn't be there anyway. But you know what the bosses would be saying? They, oh, just stay here, it'll be fine. Yeah. There's recordings of uh, some of the, the emergency service call handlers, just stay where you are. You know, that's for the people that were calling from the tower that had been hit, but also people from the tower that hadn't been hit were just calling, we can see what's just happened, and, you know, they're recalling all that as well and asking, you know, what's going on, and at that time, as I say, they, you know... Well, 8.59am. 8.55, they, they say it's secure, just, everything's fine. Yeah, 8.55 they say it's secure, but 8.59am, Port Authority Police ordered the evacuation of both towers. Which is what should have been done at 8 Keeping 55 of us, yeah. you know, get everyone out. Well, surely at 8.50, you know, well... As soon as the first one hits, folks should have been evacuated. It's going to take a few minutes for you to go, what the fuck, then realise... I suppose you go, there's a lot of shock, isn't there? And you're not trained for this. No, no. 
You know, this is, yes, all right, the building's on fire, we're going to go up and put it out and get people out. That's what we do, but this is a plane that's hit it. But... I mean, the fucking heroes all have more the firefighters. All of them. Going into that building. Oh. My own logic dictates that you get the flight response like I would. If that's something to hit into that, I'm thinking, you know, is this going to topple over? Is this going to burn? And, you know... Could, could it come onto this other building if I was in... That, that's what would go through my mind, I'm that just assuming. That was the plan in 93, was to topple one building into the other. Right. That was the idea, that's why they only attacked the one tower. Okay, well, 8.59am, Port Authority Police ordered the evacuation of both towers. A minute later, the order is expanded to the entire World Trade Centre complex. That's nine buildings, remember? Right, okay. 9am. towers, sorry, mate. A flight attendant aboard flight 175, so which one's this? This is um, United Airlines, this is the South Tower. And they alert air traffic control that a hijacking is underway. Well, someone's got to. And then three minutes later, it crashes into floors 77 through 85 of the South Tower. Kind of swung in. For the last sort of 10 minutes on the floor, firefighters are trying to scramble, cops are trying to scramble. Trying to get through New York rush hour. New York rush hour. People are like looking up at the, uh, you know, at the building, aren't they? Yeah. Just gaped mouth, aren't they? You know. The gape. The gape. They reckon. And, the, and then this boom. They reckon there would one. have been more, a lot more deaths if it had happened, say, 10, 20 minutes later. Yeah. Because nine, nine a.m. is the usual start day, and some people weren't in the building at that point. The whole complex, the whole nine buildings. You're called, talking a quarter of a million people. Worked in that complex. Fifty thousand in the two towers. Imagine if that was a dirty bomb; it could have killed them all. It would have. Yeah. Would have devastated New York. Nine oh five a.m. President Bush learns that a second plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Twenty-five minutes later, he addresses the Americans, saying that quote terrorism against our nation will not stand. I mean, fucking hell. You know what's always bugged me, right, is that you had plenty of news helicopters buzzing around and the people who were trapped below that impact site, the majority of them didn't get out. Uh, You're telling me they couldn't have got helicopters to the roof of that? Uh, some of them did try and get to the roof, but they were saying that the heat was, you know, uh, was unbearable. you got the smoke, you've also got the rest of America grounding all flights as well. When the first one hit... Yeah. It only took a few minutes for him to say. Now hold on, nine forty-two a.m. Oh, is happens. it? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, just on time. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So nine forty-two. FAA grounds all flights. Does that include your helicopters? They're scrambling around on their ass. Yeah. Then aren't they? They're like, they what are. the fuck? You know, you've got call handlers not not talking to anybody. It seems, is it? I guess it's just the shock of the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I came up with a really good helicopter rescue idea. I was like, what you do is you get a helicopter and you have this massive cage you can just slot onto the to the, the little feet, the little struts underneath. Yeah. And it sits on. Yeah. And just uh, you can just wheel it up. Go up. Well, that, why don't they just build every building with this cage on top, just in case for this sort of eventuality, and then you just come along and scoop it away? Yeah. That's a lot more logical. Yeah, and I was like, has anyone thought of that? Is that going to make me a millionaire? Copyright me. 
Mm. Well, they, you know, all these reporter helicopters, they're only like little two, four man things. Uh, you've got they're a not, point, but you could have... Chinooks now. Yeah, I know, they? but they could have landed on another roof, dropped off the crew, gone back over, taken oh. four people, come oh. back, shuttled them over to another building. Where are they getting these ropes from, Ben? They're not... No, they've got to get to the roof, haven't they? Yeah, where are they going to get the ropes for the people to, you know... Or, no, or, they... they or just, oh, actually, land on the roof. Yeah. Land on the roof. <laughs> Do you want to have a go at that, Mike? Just landing on the roof of a, of, a, of a... Well, I've never flown a helicopter, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I don't fancy our chances. <laughs> well, I don't think... I, I wouldn't be going for it, Ben. A, you know, this little reporter helicopter. I'm just used to just flying around New York. And then they're like, yeah, land on that burning building. Why not? Yeah, I think this is a bit past my skill level. I'm not fucking G.I. Joe. <laughs> He's only got to land, take four people on and take off again and then go to another building safe, drop them off, let them out, go back again. But there was a helipad on top, yeah? No? Oh, it's a flat it's roof. space. It's open space, surely. I don't, I don't know. There must, maybe there is a reason. Yeah, I'm looking it's the to World Trade Centers. I should imagine some posh git's going like, to land on top of them and you know go to yeah. a board meeting. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it probably has happened, but again, that's asking a lot of... It is, it is, okay. NORAD should have scrambled shit and they, sh they should have had stuff. Yeah, well, there's the rescue. We'll, we'll get into that, won't we, next yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, where are we then? 9.36am, yep. Secret Service agents evacuate Vice President Dick Cheney, or Darth Cheney, <laughs> to the evil. Presidential Emergency Operations Centre beneath the White House. He's an evil bastard. We'll talk about Cheney next week, but my God, if anyone wanted this to happen, it was that fucker, and it just so happened that he was in charge on the fucking day. He's on his second heart, for Christ's sake! Has anyone ever seen the film that was about him recently? No. It was that good, it actually made me like Dick Cheney. No way. Well, that version of him in that film. But he was, how true it is. The thing is, he's just been on that... He's one of them people that never leaves government. He's been in like that... Apart from when he went off to be... Uh, Halliburton. Halliburton. President, president yeah, of Halliburton, the major defence contractor. I think they're the most sly and sort of the most devious people because they've, you know, tickled everybody's arse, haven't they? His, <laughs> the guy who he learned from, his, his mentor was like, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was another evil bastard. He's one that had never left fucking the White House. Part of the swamp, basically. You know, they were sort of like draining, draining the swamp. The swamp yeah. They're the swamp. They've been there forever. And Washington was actually built on a swamp. Which is why they always they use that analogy. Which uh, people like Cheney and and Biden, who's been there for forty years, really influential, aren't they? Yeah, and they were all that power, but they've never really done anything apart from make things worse. That's what you refer to as the swamp, mm. and it's on both sides. It's Democrat and Republican. Yeah, but yeah. Cheney is an evil bastard. He wrote the New American Century about America needing secure oil and minerals so it can be the dominant power well into the. 21st yeah, century. They needed a Pearl Harbor to pull it off. Exactly, they needed a Pearl Harbor. They even said it. It's a new Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it literally says that in the report. We'll talk about it more next week. I can't contain myself sometimes. <laughs> 9.37am, American Airlines Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. Yeah, into the financial section of the Pentagon. Mm. Where, is it too much of a conspiracy to say? That the Pentagon recently declared there was a two billion dollar black oh, hole in, they their, did. That's the truth, in yeah. their budget. 
day before, wasn't it? When it, certainly came out. it was certainly a few days before, if not the day before. It was before, yeah. and then that plane, Flight 77, and all them poor bastards on it, goes straight into that particular part of the Pentagon where it was also closed for refurb, so casualties are at a minimum. And the hole was too small. <laughs> you know, you're telling me that the Pentagon does the Pentagon, right? The most like doesn't have an, doesn't have anti aircraft missiles. Are you telling me they that do, they're they, do they have, must have? Yeah, and if if your plane if it gets rid of that, uh, oh, what's it called again? Transponder. The transponder. Yeah, these missiles know it will shoot you out the sky. But that's maybe something to continue next week. You know, the Penta, the pen, Pentagon, Pentagram, mm. saying. <laughs> Back to you then, Ben. 9.45am, the White House and the US Capitol are evacuated. 9.59am, the South Tower collapses in 10 seconds after burning for 56 minutes. It's the first skyscraper to ever collapse from a fire. Mm-hmm. First and last. No, not there's the not, last. Not, there's not been one since. That wasn't the last, though, was it? It was the first. Yeah. We haven't had one since. Well, we have. We have the North Tower, don't Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. And World Trade Center 7. Oh, yeah. After them three, no other building has uh, collapsed from fire. More than 800 people in and around the building are killed, and this is the second tower hit. The South Tower was the second tower, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think it's because of the way the plane hit. Well, okay. Because that plane came in at an angle, the second plane. The first one went straight. The two towers weren't constructed like most other skyscrapers with the columns on the outside as the main supports. Mm -hmm. All the central, all the columns for the support in the two towers were central, central. with a mesh of gridding on the outside. So you could sell more office space. Cause you haven't with got a view. With a view, because you haven't got columns going up. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you caught it. Well, I can. I just beat that, but that's for next week. There's a difference between heat and temperature, and I, myself, it is entirely possible that these things went because of the fire. We'll discuss that next week. I think that's absolute tosh, because a skyscraper in Madrid in 2005 was on, on fire for 20 hours and didn't fall down. The steel was intact yeah, and possibly burnt hotter than this incident. It's the aluminium, but we'll get into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 10.03am, right. United Airlines Flight 93 crashes near Shanksville, Pennsylvania after passengers and crews storm the cockpit. 40 people on board, excluding the hijackers, perish. Brave and bastards. Yeah. Was it shot down? Did they storm the plane? Was it a combination of both? Was it a plane? <laughs> and was that picture that was put out of them, you know, sort of posing as they were sort of storming the plane, was that real or...? Mm. I don't know. I'll look into that. Yeah. Because it does seem odd that there's a picture of them storming the plane. Yeah. Doesn't it? It seems, yeah. it seems odd that you would choose staged. that moment to take a picture. 
looks a bit staged. And you're not getting out of this, so why have you bought your camera? It's not like you can enjoy the holiday snaps you had of your terrorist attack on America in the it future. Is that camera survived, wasn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> mm. I, it showed, I was watching a documentary today, and it showed that picture, and I was just like, "Is the actual terrorist taking the picture?" It was just, <laughs> like, Must what? have been made at the same material that they made the passports out of. Oh yeah. Flame proof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's not even a conspiracy theory. That's just mental. It is mental. They found them, what, two days later or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a few blocks later, away. A few blocks away. They did find a lot of paper, because obviously the paper was burning intensely and flying out the windows and the gaping. So a lot of paper got scattered, but it's very strange that the guy flying the plane's passport ended up a few blocks away when he was the first one to get impacted. But then again, was he just killed in a... He left his bag in the back. He didn't need his passport at that time, was he? Yeah. Either way, that plane seemed to incinerate... Didn't it? Well, if if the plane has like incinerated enough to bring the the, the tower down, surely it's incinerated the passport. Yeah. The passport isn't just going to go flying out of one of the windows. Unless he yeah. unless he let them out the window before he hit the flat, hit the tower. We don't need these anymore. He's <laughs> <laughs> got passport to heaven now. Oh fuck! At ten fifteen a.m., the Pentagon's outer ring collapses. <laughs> Seems yeah. quite painful, actually. Yeah. There's your comedy for the episode, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy that one. 10.28 a.m., the North Tower collapses after burning for 102 minutes. More than 1,600 people in and around the building are killed. How many in total was it? It was over 3,000, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 3,000. Official yeah. death toll is 2,977 on the day. 2,753 at the World Trade Center, that includes 343 firefighters. Pentagon casualties are 50 something. That's the official one. I've seen it higher. Yeah, because people of, might die of complications afterwards. Yeah, two th well, th that one's not counted. Uh -huh. so this, is, this is like Chernobyl where they said only six people died. Yeah. Well, only 300 bodies were actually recovered though. Yeah. Yeah. And only 18 people were pulled from the rubble alive. And they pulled some people alive, wow. Yeah, yeah, they did later on in the day. I should imagine it was the people that were on the ground gawping up that didn't... Or on the ground floor, in the basement, I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe the people, people that were coming down the stairwell running for their lives, you know. People in the tube station underneath, there's an underground station underneath the two towers. Fucking and that was obviously really badly damaged, but in some places the roof did hold up. There's a couple of people down there, I think they found. You know that Steve Buscemi mm. went and helped in the rescue? The actor, Steve Buscemi. Mm. Great actor. He was a firefighter in New York before... He was um, in Con Air? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was a firefighter before he was an actor. Mm -hmm. And he basically just went down to the, his station, put on his uniform, and went and helped in the rescue. And he wouldn't let any pictures of him be taken. He wouldn't give any interviews. He was just there to work. And he said, they were my, these are my brothers, I'm here with them. Is there anything he said? And I was like, wow. Mm, it's good, isn't it? And there's a lot of people who went down to help. Yeah. The dust, though, that's caused a lot of issues mm. amongst um, civilians and, and health for uh, rescue workers. Uh, yeah, and the US government wouldn't give them health care needed, would they? No. Sick, man. I can't believe it took all the way till 11.02 for the New York mayor to order the evacuation wouldn't you have ordered the evacuation you know when the first one went down yeah 
for sure. Because it's done one, I'd be like, and we just we've just seen the other plane go into the other one. That one's gone down. I'd be like, everybody out, everybody fucking yeah. out now. Yeah, mate. but I suppose you've got to organise your manpower then, haven't you? You're, okay, well, how many police officers have we got coming in here? I mean. You know, this day there was low, there was this massive surge in gang violence in New York because all the police were down at the World Trade Centre. Oh, looting! A lot shit. of gangs chose the opportunity to sell a few scores. There's no police. Every policeman in New York is here. You've got to organise them, and you. I suppose give it an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, you might be able to get people. Okay, we need to fucking get everyone out here. We've got to organise this. But there was loads of people knocking around Times Square. You could quite easily put messages up on them screens. Oh, absolutely. Now, you know, yeah. People with megaphones, evacuate, you know, yeah. to, to a safe distance. Well, you don't think it took too long at to mobilise. It did yeah. happen. You don't know if there's a look coming either, though, do you? No. no. And you don't know if, like, the second tower, so the, the other one fell quite neatly. You don't know if the next one's going to go down like Jenga, and, and, but topple. Yeah. You know, and take out. Well, let's say that the first one, the South Tower that fell, didn't go down. Let's say that it fell onto the North Tower. Mm. Let's say that the first plane actually just knocked the North Tower over onto the South Tower. They come in at a different angle. Where's that other plane going to go? Well, I'll guarantee you it's either going to be the Empire State or it's going to be the Statue of Liberty, isn't it? Yeah. One of them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine they had secondary targets. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah, the one, where was the one in Philadelphia going then? I was meant to be the Senate. Mm. Senate, there you go, yeah. At 12.16pm, the last flight still in the air above the continental United States lands. 12.16, we're taking best part of three hours. Three hours to get all the planes down over American airspace. I guess it's a lot of planes. An there air travel, lot, isn't there? Yeah, an air travel will never be the same again. No, no, it you wouldn't. You could have turned around like, some international flights. Any, anything that could have got back to their own country, you'd have mm. sent, you'd pack them straight back off, wouldn't you? Of course you would. I mean, there was fighter jets over, over London that day, patrolling, in <laughs> case anyone was going to try it with us. I'd imagine it was the same in every major country, every European city, major European city even. Well, the ones that have been bombing the East indiscriminately, yeah. Well, yeah, turns out, no, it was just, just America that day. At 12.30, a group of 14 survivors emerged from a North Tower stairwell. Lucky bastards. At 3pm, one survivor, Pascal Bazelli, is rescued from the rubble of the North Tower. At 5.20pm, after burning for hours, seven World Trade Center collapses, but there are no casualties because it's long been evacuated. Now, I'm going to sound the horn. Bah. World Trade Center 7 is a story for a whole other... Well, it's for next week, <laughs> basically. I think you could do that one just to, like, you know, as a sort of side one, to be fair. It's just... I... Shocking. I know. I'll give you the main story. The main story is that World Trade Center 7 collapsed from damage taken during the fall of the main two towers and we only ever saw what the the undamaged side of World Trade Center 7 because obviously the whole area was squared off and, and, back, and shut down for many blocks around it and even helicopters couldn't go and see it from that side so that's that theory okay. that's what happened that is the mainstream theory but it does seem a bit iffy that the, the FBI and uh, um, field bunker was there and wasn't there some kind of other secret um, some other the mayor have his command base there, something like that. 
Don't know. It was only reported it was on fire at like 4 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. It, it collapsed at what was it? 520. 5:20. Then again, would you even notice with all that dust kicking up in the air if World Trade Center Seven's on fire? Visibility must have been zero. It's mad, though, isn't it? I don't know. We'll get into it next week. Yeah. At 8.30pm, President Bush addresses the nation from the White House, assuring Americans that a search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. Oh, I wish it were. An axis of evil, mm. he described them as. They were the axis, and we have a coalition of good. I remember him saying it. At 10.30pm on the day, rescuers locate and extract two New York uh, Police Department officers who were injured but still alive in the debris of the World Trade Center. And that is the day... That changed the world forever. Yeah, it changed America more, it changed everyone else. Yeah, it impacted everybody else as well, but obviously it changed America the most. It certainly changed, caused a massive swing in America's foreign policy. And, remember, they had the Patriot Act in after this. Well, you lost a lot of rights. Yeah, we'll get into that in the third part, won't we? The yeah. legacy. As well as the war on terror, which is the, let's face it, it's just a forever war. The only way you win a forever, the only way you win a war against an ideology is if you go in there and you kill every single person who believes in that ideology and literally wipe it from the face of the earth. Mm. As it says on my arm, ideas are bulletproof. Well, we're watching Alan Cummings eat... Um... I beg your pardon, who's <laughs> <laughs> The actor Alan Cummings right. eating um, fruitcake that someone's baked. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> um, Sorry. That's Sorry. a nice end to that. <laughs> Cheer me up a little bit more then. This no, video that's sort of playing on the article that we had up. It's... Um, let's face it. This, this changed everything. Yep. And going through it again brought up all the same emotion. I mean, I genuinely thought, I was, I thought we were all getting drafted. This is World War Three, and then I was like, and it's the only time I've ever taken Nostradamus seriously, mm. because he wrote that prediction that Europe and the Middle East would square off in World War Three, and like a third of the population of Europe would die. And I was like, man, maybe Nostradamus was fucking right. Mm. We've already debunked him. Yeah, we have, yeah. But it's the only time I've had me thinking, because the rest of it I'm just like, bollocks. And I was like, oh man, maybe, maybe that fucking bearded Frenchman was right. <laughs> It haven't been drafted yet. Not to the future war. <laughs> Anyone else got anything? Just how tragical them lives lost, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. May they rest in peace. Yeah. Watching these uh, documentaries and that, you know, it's just... You still can't quite believe it, yeah, can you? Yeah, it's disbelief, you know. At the time of watching it, it you know, I even... I said to myself, oh, that doesn't look like a... It just didn't look real. It just didn't look real to me. It looks like a die-hard movie. It, I've seen an actual demolition mm. in of a bridge in person, went, went and watched it. It's reminiscent of that. And watching it on TV and it just going so neatly down, you know. That's the disbelief. That, that's what I felt on that day, just total disbelief. And, you know, I bought. I, I just believe. Yeah, I just believe what they say on the news that uh, come down because the plane hit it. You didn't question it on the day. Something just didn't feel no. feel right. I, I admit that when I saw it go down, the, the South Tower that just went straight down as if it had been perfectly demolished, I was like, "Do they fall like that?" I, I said to a friend 
that looks like a demolitionist as I went and You're more sceptical than me, I just, yeah. But, why, why would I think any different? Planes hit it, it was on fire, it's gone down. I didn't know about structural engineering and... Well, no, I, did, I didn't know, but I brought it up with my, my mum and she was like, oh, no, no, it's, it's what's it called, Al-Qaeda or Taliban or whatever she said. And I was just like... It wasn't the Taliban. The Mujahideen. The they had nothing to do with it. No, they, they even said to America um, that, that they'd send any terrorists from Al-Qaeda they find, mm-hmm. they'd send them over to Pakistan where America can arrest them. Yeah, but are you going to go? Well, I know. <laughs> are you going to believe that? Well, yeah, obviously. Not, like, you go, okay, all right, send the first batch over yeah, well, there. Maybe give them a chance. And they send over a bunch of fucking eight-year-old men and five-year-old boys. <laughs> there you go, there's all the terrorists you found for you. Well, it took, <laughs> a few, it took America a few weeks, didn't it, to gather the forces. At least give them the first few weeks to prove them. Isn't it? Nah, you, you, you can't get there anywhere. Do you want anyway, to? So you may as well say, okay. No, no nation would have done it. They're like, we need revenge, and that was that was, well, it. that was revenge. It. It's just we we need to fucking hurt. We need well, to hurt no. as a nation. We're wounded. We're hurt. It was to go in and find the people that did it. That was the reason. Yeah. They said it would take two to three weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's only just ended this week. Twenty hasn't years. Ended yet. It hasn't ended yet. We've got to. We've actually got till nine eleven. That's the that was the complete withdrawal date. It's yeah. on the anniversary of from retreat of um, obviously nine eleven. The, the withdrawal of all troops from Afghanistan. And that um, says to me that they didn't have a plan. They're just doing it just because it's twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah. It's nine uh, eleven. Nah, that's fucked up, man. Yeah, we'll talk about it more on our third episode. Yeah. But, but I was like, yeah, okay, you know, go in there and get them. Fair enough. Uh, even though I was a pacifist, I, I don't like war, but they've just fucking... They're just killing innocent people. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to say? No. I think everybody was on board with that. Yeah. Especially when they said it was only going to take two to three weeks. Oh, nice. We'll send in the Delta Force yeah. and, and the SEALs and the Recon and um, the Green Berets and we'll send the Brits will send the SAS and the SBS and some Marine Commando units for the mountains and, and you're like... Yeah, all right, we'll have this. Sending our very best, didn't these fucking... These goat fuckers haven't got a chance. Well, they, they shouldn't have, should they? Well, well, we discussed it earlier, didn't we? Afghanistan is historically unwinnable. The graveyard war. of empires. Yeah. They've just added an American helmet to their collection. Yep. It's not a place you want to find, but I think we're going to have to go back. I think we'll end up... This will escalate again. Because we've got till... September the 11th, the Americans have got to evacuate something like uh, 85,000 people. I don't know how many of the Brits have got to do, but I think I heard it was about 40. And it ain't going to happen. So if you've got your troops having to defend an airfield from the attacking Taliban, and that's just an escalation of the war again, isn't it? I thought they were letting planes out at the moment. They are. Until then. They've got, basically they said you've got until September the 11th, and that's the date you said you're going to be out. After that date, we'll start hitting you. We'll stop letting people get through. We'll kill all the people who haven't got out. Well, they didn't say that. They said, oh no, everyone can work together, but they've already been round, knocked on the door and said, if you're still here after September the 11th, you're getting shot. Or have they? Or is that just propaganda? Well, that's it. We don't know. It's a lot of it is anecdotal. I mean, some of the stuff's been fucking horrific. The anecdote... 
uh, one of them I read was this this guy, this Iraqi, he was a uh, Afghanistani, so he was a colonel, and the Taliban knew it, and they got his uh, ID, yeah, mounted it into his chest, cut his arms off, left him to die, and gave his ten-year-old daughter to one of the fucking warlords, one of their bosses. What? So you know, I wouldn't. How true is that? No, that, that, that that's it. It's an anecdote. But yeah. and it worries me, as you say, that it's misinformation designed to inflame me a bit. Oh, come on, we've got to go fucking back in there. Yeah. No, but also on the other side of the coin, I could fully believe that would fucking happen. You know, there we are, a very yeah, ruthless yeah. bunch of people. Mm-hmm. There you have it. It's yeah. What? Well, it's I, just tentative times again in the country, isn't it? Tentative. I don't think they'll have it all their own way because I think there's, you've got 20 years since they've been in charge. That's a whole generation of grown up who are like, you know what, I don't want to go live in the Middle Ages, I want to live in... Well, the- apparently the yeah. spokesman's come out and said that women will be able to carry on going to school. Well, that's what I'm saying. That and they're, they're, they're able just to wear waiting, jihabs. They're just seeing what's yeah. going on. It's what do they call them? Hijabs. Hijabs, that's it. Yeah, they're, they're Rather than the burqa. Yeah. But how true, you know, obviously he's saying that to Western media, so... Actually, you know, they'll let me have a Twitter account. Who's Taliban? Yeah. But Trump isn't. Yeah. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. As long as they don't encourage, as long as they don't glorify violence, this is what Twitter said, then that's okay. If they're just sort of putting out news from the country, like most countries have a Twitter account, don't they? Yeah. You know, then they're sort of just doing sort of PR, then that's fine. But any sort of violence thing, then they're gone. But it's like, Donald Trump hasn't got a Twitter account anymore. Well, well he did do. He did in, <laughs> in sight. Yeah, of yeah, no, but you, yeah, but it's the Taliban, and he's not worse than them, <laughs> is he? Well, he's a twat, yeah. but he's not worse than the Taliban. So no, you can't ban anyone. It's free speech. Well, you know, you got free speech here, you haven't. That's what I mean. Well, that's the total thing. In fact, this is the time to get Trump back on Twitter. Because he'd be tweeting the Taliban oh, and they'd be tweeting back. It'd be fucking amazing. I agree that he should be put back on because it's. Think away, sir, be Trump versus a Taliban on Twitter. Well, no, I, I, four years of Trump, man. I'm... Oh, just, just seriously, give it a chance. <laughs> that, that would be genius. Trump versus a Taliban on Twitter. I want to see it. Let's start a campaign. It's hashtag... more entertaining than Biden. Yeah, so. hashtag Trump versus Taliban. Watching old man <laughs> shit in Ali is more yeah. interesting than watching Biden. Well, if Trump... <laughs> Biden is... Oh, my God. Well, I think he's going to have to very quickly U-turn on his position. Jesus. Uh, he's, he's just... He's, he's done the right thing. He's got out. He's got out, but at the same time... Like, he was, he's, he's, blundered, he's blundered the, he's the either, process. Either out, the intelligence agencies have really screwed up, the ANA didn't stand and fight, or they just really underestimated the Taliban. I mean, and also the fact that you don't... Part well, did the, the Taliban's come back to, and they are a little bit le- less radical? I think they've been on furlough. Thing. <laughs> 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 they've been paying the fucking wages. <laughs> they've been paying their wages. They've been sat around getting pissed up. Well, not pissed up. Do Smoking opium. Yeah. Hiding in the caves from Covid. Yeah. Strange how terrorism died off when Covid hit, isn't it? It's almost like suicide bombers are too afraid to get Covid. Well, he is. Okay, let's end this motherfucker. On that note, part two next week. Part two next week is the conspiracies and the occult conspiracy. Was it all just a Crowleyan ritual? 
Who can, who can say? Thank you very much for listening. Bankers, what's the bankers? Yeah. Oh, we'll get into it, yeah. Mm. Military industrial complex, mm. who knows? Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid. Don't join a court. Don't support the military industrial complex. Follow us on Facebook, please. Come to the bullet in post through the apocalypse. And we are on SoundCloud, uh, Come to the bullet in the PTA, YouTube, uh, Apocalypse Ball. Yeah, thank you very much. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. And I've been Claire, keep an open mind, but not so open that it spills out your ears, guys.